Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Iabo. And I'm Iabelle. That's right. In fact, we said Flash TV Talk, but really we should say Reverse Flash TV Talk. We're going full Reverse Flash TV Talk this episode in every single conceivable way that we could come up with. That's just where we're at right now. Man, I am so excited to jump in and talk about the season finale of season five. One of my favorite seasons, pretty close on up there. Yes, it had some missteps, but overall, it had some of my favorite story arcs, my favorite characters, and so much to unpack. Now, this episode right here is not going to be a season in review episode. That comes later. In fact, next week at this time, we'll be doing a season wrap-up show. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you tweeted in saying you really want a call-in show, especially after that epic season finale. A lot of emotions going on, man. A lot of things that people want to process, and I understand that. But here's the thing. In our current technical setup, uh, call-in show is going to be difficult. So what we may end up doing is ask y'all to kind of record yourself and then perhaps send in those thoughts to us and we might play them and then kind of unpack them and kind of address those as they're coming in. Or if I'm able to rework out our old fashion or our, our old setup, uh, we may be able to do it that way. One way or the other, we will be having a season wrap-up wrap show uh, this time next week. We'll also be sending out the information on how you can participate through our various social media channels. Of course, we will be giving kind of preference to those that are patrons over at patreon.com slash TV talk. Those that are making this season happen for Flash TV Talk, we really greatly appreciate you. And guess what? We got something for you. It's the end of the season. Bell has been working really hard on this amazing artwork, uh, this print that's going to be going out to every single one of our patrons at this point. Now, if you want to become a patron now, please do. Uh, though this is specifically for those that were supporting us this past season, it is going to be a print of uh, Sherlock Wells riding a literal baby giraffe. And if yeah. that's not adorable, I don't know what is. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so great. So we look forward to getting those out to you. Uh, those who are supporting us at patreon.com slash TV talk. And if you want to support us for this next coming season, please consider doing so. And you too will get a print next year or rather next season. But I guess that is next year. But we're the, this year. This is now is now. And now is what we're about to do. Man, are you ready to jump into this episode? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. Episode 22 of season five, Legacy. Directed by Gregory Smith and story by Lauren Serto. Lauren's been in a lot this season. She's been at it, man. She's been doing good stuff. All right, Belle, what happened this episode? Well, Ralph intercepts the mirror gun blast, saving the dagger, which Cicada then reclaims before escaping. After Thawne's plan is explained, Nora realizes that she's been played and comes up with a plan to eliminate Cicada without destroying the dagger. The team tracks Cicada to her younger self, where Nora enters her mind, and with the help from a reformed Orlin, successfully convinces her to take the metahuman cure. However, the dark matter from the dagger counteracts the cure, forcing Barry to destroy it with the mirror gun, resulting in the adult grace being erased, while in 2049, Thawne regains his powers. The entire team confronts and fights Thawne, with Barry and Nora finally subduing him, and the new daggerless timeline threatens to erase Nora. Thawne escapes after revealing the only way to save her is for her to enter the negative speed force. However, Nora refuses to enter the negative speed force because she doesn't want to become like Thawne. Tearfully, Nora embraces her parents and is erased from existence. Mm. Later, Sherlock returns to his Earth while Sisko takes the metahuman cure. Captain Singh gets promoted and names Joe his replacement while also revealing he knows Barry is the Flash. Meanwhile, Barry and Iris discover a farewell message from Nora. And finally, 
As the new timeline sets in, the date of the crisis in the future newspaper changes from 2024, 2019. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, Val. So like I said at the top of the show, we're doing this in reverse. You know, you, you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, that famous uh, movie title. It's thrown around and used in various marketing uh, uh, type of uh, tropes and that sort of thing. I thought we should take this approach to unpacking this episode, but we are in true reverse Flash TV Talk fashion going to do it in reverse. So instead of the good, the bad, the ugly, we're going to do the ugly, the bad, and the good. So first off, man, the ugly. Ralph, after getting hit with that mirror gun, he looks... <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. He he actually looked pretty awesome. That was a pretty cool effect. That was that was crazy. I was wondering, like, because uh, I couldn't tell if the mirror gun sent some like sent it somewhere if it just destroyed it. But apparently, like Ralph, yeah, it, it just destroys it in some weird mirror fashion. And uh, yeah, you, you can't destroy Ralph that way. So he's just now he looks like uh uh uh, uh like I the mean, thing or something. It's almost like it was like <laughs> Ralph if he was built in Minecraft or something of that nature. Like he's all blocky. And, it's like eight bit Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. Yeah, no, that, you know, I thought it was actually, it was a surprisingly, uh, charmingly disgusting effect. I thought it was really, really great. And how appropriate that we do see as his body cells are kind of putting themselves in reverse, that he also goes the full Yoda and, uh, and is speaking in reverse. In fact, setting up essentially what is a theme of this entire episode is reverse and appropriate given where we go by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but no, man. So no, I thought Ralph was handled very well. He sacrificed himself to try to stop Thon's plans from coming to fruition. Ultimately, that would not be successful. But we did get kind of a, a good conclusion to what has been Ralph's story this season, which has kind of been a corrective I guess path for Ralph. Like he's he's now a character that I feel like anybody that couldn't get behind him in the past, and I'm raising my hand up high here, can <laughs> can now get behind who he is and and you know his role in the team and then also just him as a as an individual. So uh, kudos to Ralph. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's he was kind of I, I liked his character last season. Uh I, I was a Ralph apologist. Uh I didn't like certain aspects of it. Um and I was really glad to see them kind of uh, tone that in down and and really bring him, you know, this this true hero out of him, right? Like he is actually learned from his mistakes unlike Barry uh, <laughs> in a lot of situations. <laughs> Come so on, man. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> it's it's just uh it's just good to see, you know, classic hero Ralph. All right, but so let's let's talk about the uh you know, the more quote unquote ugly aspects of the show, which really I mean to me only kind of comes down to one thing, which is the cicada storyline throughout the season, especially near the end, got a little much. I mean, y'all heard it from us. We certainly heard it from uh, Iabel as he was giving into his negative speed force. Uh, there, there was, you know, we were kind of ready for the cicada to get out of the way because of what was teased beyond that. And even in this episode, we got a third cicada in kind of the angel demons on uh, Grace's shoulders. What did, you, what did you think about how the cicada storyline, dagger aside, how do you feel like it all wrapped up for Grace and, uh, and her, her uncle? I mean, we all knew that the dagger was going to be something to do with Eobard, I feel like that's the only reason why he he mentioned it and why he wanted it destroyed. And it just, it, 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 I, I liked the season overall. It was just a shame that it took so long to get there when there are all these, like you said, all these teases going out about, you know, what this leads to and what it's going to do. And so, yeah, by the end of it, as I'm sure you guys have heard, I was just done with Cicada. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't care. Uh, I, I, thought at the halfway point in the season when they fixed Orlin that we were going to get more of a central Eobard A plot as opposed to it being a B plot, which I don't think 
Eobard should ever be a B plot. And so, mm. yeah, it, 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 and so that's what was bothering me. I think the most about it is that when you, when you see that this is all leading up to, to Eobard, then it's like, I don't know. It's almost like you want to like, you know, you don't want to wait for Christmas. You want to open the present now and see it, but like, you know, you have to wait, but like waiting for it isn't, I, I guess it's like eating a bunch of peas in order to get to like a steak, you know, you have to eat each pea one at a time until you eat like 13 or 14 of them. And then you get the steak, which is the good episodes, you know? Okay. I, I think that that's a probably pretty good. I enjoyed watching you struggle with trying to figure out a, uh, yeah, it took me a while. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, I could see that. And I think that there's, there's definitely a, a point to it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, on your note about Eobard should never be a B plot. I, I agree to an extent. I actually really liked how they seeded the return of Eobard Thawne as a B-plot as opposed to overdoing Eobard like too quickly. And I know that sounds weird coming from me, but I actually do like a little bit of the the slow build there. Now there are some things about, you know, how that all played out and you know, we'll talk to that uh, later on in the episode and there's some things that were revealed, there's new questions that are presented, there's new uh, you know, new paradoxes that come along with it and and there should be because that's Eobard Thawne to a T. But regardless, I am glad that kind of the, the cicada is finally over. Uh, and and that kind of concludes in my mind the ugly for this episode when when, when I really want to kind of move faster towards the good because trust me there's so much good going on here but first we got to talk about the bad man um, this is a small gripe and I realize it but like Sherlock basically became an exposition machine throughout this episode and I know we had to like wrap up some things real quick but like he was just like oh if this happens then this happens oh if this happens then this happens. Did that, did that come across a little left field for you or is that just me? Um, with Ralph out of the picture and, you know, cause Ralph was the detective who figured out the plan, right? Uh, Sherlock sure. had to, had to, had to step up and, and take that role. And, uh, it was also kind of, you know, it, it, it made more sense coming from him since he is this master detective for him to go out and be Mr. Exposition. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a grading thing. Like I would expect the detective guy to be able to explain to all these dumb people that he's, you know, surrounded with all the time, how everything's happening and what's going down. So, uh, yeah, it was all the exposition necessary. I don't think so. Was it necessary? For- no, actually, I think it was necessary. I just, I think that, that it's unfortunate that so much of that exposition came in, in these last like crammed in minutes when, as we've kind of pointed out throughout the latter half of the season, there's so much what feels like stretched out stuff where you could kind of seed in some of these things. So it doesn't have to feel forced at the end. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Like I think the season could have been 10 episodes and would have been awesome. Like absolutely flawless, maybe 13. We'll give it 13. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, yeah, down to six. See what happens. See what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but some of them are going to be an hour and a half long, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tar- stay, stay tuned after yeah. this episode for Targaryen TV talk. That's coming yeah, at the end. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like I, the exposition, you know, some of it felt like it was for the characters and not for the audience. Uh, and and I guess that's yeah, okay. That, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I, mm, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about when I say it wasn't it wasn't necessary. It because the audience understood. Like as soon as Ralph like put two and two together we we got it right but sherlock had to explain it to the audience so that they had or not not to the audience to the to the characters so that they understood what was going on and at least that's how they framed it i don't think the audience needed it maybe that's they they framed it as sherlock telling uh team flash what was going on as as a as a way to thinly veil you know audience exposition i just you know i guess that made yeah. sense from a story point uh that they didn't know what was going on and now they did and and by you know 
um, ex- extension of that the audience does, but the audience didn't need it. You know. Yeah. No, I hear that, and you know, I like how Sherlock went out. I know he wasn't everybody's favorite Wells, but I really enjoyed him all season. Uh, yeah. I, you know, he was he was very gimmicky in that he was you know Sherlock, but he was basically Sherlock Holmes, and uh, you know. I, I I don't know. I really liked him. Even even back when I thought that he was Eobard, which clearly he was not. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I uh, look. I, to be fair, that really just speaks to how much I really love Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard Thawne. I've been I've been clamoring for it for a long time, and now we're finally back into a world where he's uh, he's he's out there. He's a real threat. Um, he's been manipulating things from behind the scenes and, and, you know, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what Tom Cavanaugh does with that character in the future, but so long Sherlock, uh, we, we knew you well and you served team flash. Well, built a friendship with Ralph and maybe even made us all see Ralph in a different light. So, uh, you, you will be, uh, missed now another kind of bad from this episode and Sherlock is not bad. Like I said, that was more of a gripe. This one is a little bit more of a serious, like, what the actual heck is going on here? Cisco, man, <laughs> all season long, we've discussed the fact that Cisco's arc has seemed kind of off. Um, you know, he he wants the cure, and it's become this whole driving force for him. He doesn't want to feel special because he has powers. He feels like he's become defined by these powers. And I feel like, you know, a good sit down Joe talk or a Barry talk or somebody talk with just saying like, Hey man, you know what? You're not the powers. You're you, you're what comes in and that's special would really kind of satisfy this need. But as we have kind of theorized for quite some time, it seems like, uh, you know, Carlos wants off the show. And this has been kind of a thing that's gone on throughout the season that they've been kind of moving him out the door. Yeah. I do not like, I've said it before this season, and I think the way it concluded just furthers that and hammers it home all the way to the fullness. I don't like this exit for Cisco, man. I think he's been a fantastic character. I think that they showed later on in this episode that like he was the MVP in the big battle sequence. Yeah. I mean, I think he, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think we've ever seen him utilize his powers in such a more effective way. I mean, he was opening up portals and throwing people left and right. And I, I know we don't have the budget to do that all the time. And maybe that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. But still, like, I, man, I, I don't like this whole Cisco story. And, well, and I, I think he deserves better. I, I agree. It, it seems like a cop out to blame it on his powers when in, in actuality, it's him being a hero and being on Team Flash. Because like, that's the thing is he was still a, a quintessential member of Team Flash without his powers. And so I Absolutely. feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like they should have framed it in that way where it's like as as a as a member of Team Flash, I can't be Cisco. I'm, I am, you know, part of Team Flash. And that is taking you know away part of me or whatever you know and and they framed it as oh it's it's just my powers that make me valuable to this team so without them i can go and have a normal life it's like you you were normal beforehand and you were still very important to team flash why is it all of a sudden that you have powers now that you feel like you don't want to be a part of the team and i i feel like they could have framed it that way where it's you know have like and they kind of did with the double life sort of thing um yeah with oh yeah you and know the, I, and the lady friend was all like oh you know what i you know I've, I've read comic books i understand why you didn't tell me like as if she didn't know she was in a cw show because that's not the way you're supposed to react to finding out somebody's got a secret identity on a cw show <laughs> yeah that blew me away i was like what <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was intentionally self-referential which was delightful that was well done. yeah was really yeah well done. yeah and, and so like i i feel like it could have been one of those things where as opposed to him uh uh starting to 
dislike his powers and you know resent them i think it could have been a thing where he resents the time that he's spending on team flash and how it is basically consumed his life and i think that could be a thing where it's like i can't continue like you know powers or not i can't continue to devote all this time and energy into team flash when like it's 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 poisoning me basically and so that way they could have left it where it's okay yeah you get to keep your powers and you're just no longer on team flash and you're gonna go do your thing and be you uh, it also, and I don't think he's ever going to come back, but it leaves, it leaves that possibility open. Right. Um, yeah. and granted there still is a possibility, like I said before, without his powers, he's still a super genius and he still is, you know, fundamental to the team. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really like how they, how they went with that and the whole cure thing. I have issues with that as well. So, yeah, well, so, okay. So that's the thing, right? Like, and, and he does kind of end things in a, in a very similar way that, uh, when Barry first appeared on arrow and like his last episode on arrow, he left, uh, Oliver with a a costume or at least a a mask, um, which was a you know was kind of a, his his parting gift. And it seems that here Cisco has also left another parting gift to Caitlin, also in this episode, uh, to uh, you know to, which is hopefully your comic book uh, comic book accurate costume. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, right? It would be pretty cool. And and when when I say that that like you know Cisco has had a bad you know a bad arc this season. It, it fails in comparison to how bad Caitlin's arc is. But to be honest, like that, that wasn't featured in this episode. She was in this episode. Uh, so Caitlin also in this episode, uh, yeah. man. All right. So moving on the death of Nora West. What I want to talk about was bad. Why did y'all take her from me? Didn't I, didn't I tell you? This Why did you take her from me? <laughs> I, I told you this. Was she was happen. the best one. And they took her bell. They took her away. <laughs> she was the best. I told you to prepare yourself numerous yeah. times. Numerous uh, times I said this was going to happen. Did I, I not? Feel, I feel like it's a deal with the devil type situation because a long time ago I had a favorite character named Mia Barthon and they took him away. <laughs> and so then for five, for four seasons, I was like, give me back Mia Bar, give me back Mia Bar, give me back Mia Bar. And I feel like the devil popped up at the crossroads. It's like, I'm going to give you back Mia Bar, but you got to sign on the dotted line that, you know, this whole thing and you don't know what it's going to be. And, and then, and then all of a sudden I get my new favorite character and she's amazing. She is awesome. Heroic and young. It's got that, that whole like vibrant spirit to the team and everything. It's a legacy. It's his daughter, which speaks to where I live. Yeah. And they took her away, bell. I told you just to give me Eobard back. I want to say I made an offhanded comment when we were talking in the speech speculation a couple episodes ago about like, you know, what the what, what the implications of the dagger for for. And I was like, well, if they destroy the dagger, won't that like completely remove the timeline that uh, <laughs> that, that that she's from? <laughs> I want to say I, I said that I, I got to go. Yeah, back and listen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. You did. You did. And, and, I, so, you know, and, we, and I, I told you I knew she was going to die the whole season, like either going to die <sighs> or going to going to go away. And so I was mentally prepared for it the entire time. That's not to say I wasn't like <laughs> there's a lot of dust in my room <laughs> when she was starting to disappear. But listen, uh, <laughs> listen, man, first of all, to to the Flash TV writers, I want to say to you, you monsters, you monsters. <laughs> I, I, I applaud them. Dare I, think, you. I think that was a very bold decision and I Bell, applaud them for it. Bell, let me process my emotions here. Because when I talk <laughs> what stage about are you in right now? Is this anger or is this well, denial? <laughs> what's what's the one right before acceptance? Uh grief. All right, this is my grief. <laughs> oh man. Sweat when I talk there, about buddy. listen, I I 
I didn't want it to happen. I think we always knew this was a possibility as Bell, you have pointed out, uh, you have speculated and knew that this was uh, likely going to happen. I was concerned this was going to happen and it happened and it makes me so sad, which moves me from the bad into the good. And the first thing on the good is, oh my gosh, the death of Nora West, West Allen. How amazing was that handled? Like what an excellent conclusion to her story. And it really, honestly, the best character story I think this series has ever done. I, I think I can say that with full authority, like the best character arc, the best character story that we have seen in the form of uh, Nora West Allen. And, you know, when we saw her, she just wanted to meet her father. As she meets her father, she gets to learn and walk in Barry's footsteps. We see as this episode is called Legacy, Barry gets to interact with that legacy and spend this time with that's the other thing about her too. She grew up in a world where her dad was already gone. He already Christ, the crisis had already blinked him out. Like we don't know what happened in the original timeline. We don't know what's to come. And we'll talk about that later. But the point is she wanted to get to her dad and she ran and found him and got that time with him. She redeemed her relationship with her mother. Barry and Iris got to be this very unique kind of like family story. Like it was emotional. It was heartfelt. It was character driven. It was one of the best stories we've ever gotten on this series. I know, look, I'm gushing, but I'm telling you, it was handled very, very well. And the fact that she left that video whew, in the same fashion of the video that she found of her father, that she yeah. left that video for her parents, man, that got me. Yeah, it was it was dusty in there, man. It was real dusty. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, I think this was the absolute best character arc that they've had on the show for any character. Uh, and, and it's mainly because there hasn't been time for them to ruin it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with that. Like we've seen Barry have like really awesome arcs across seasons. And then the next season kind of forget all those lessons that he learned, which can be kind of frustrating. But we haven't had that with Nora because she had one season and she had a complete arc and yeah. she didn't like go back on the the lessons that she learned in like screw i mean she she did screw stuff up but like all of those she always moved forward you know uh, I, I don't feel like she ever uh uh or, or when she did take a step or, or make like a left turn or a right turn instead of you know going the other direction it, she always learned from it she always moved forward and she just had a really great conclusive arc and i i really and enjoyed watching it. And I think it was a, a very bold decision for them to kill her, but I think it was the right one. And I, I, I think we're going to be left with one of the greatest story arcs on this uh, show. No, it's, I mean, it's true. It's true. And it, it was, you know, I, I never, I, 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 I still say there's so much potential for directions they could have taken the character, but I understand why it was handled this way. It makes sense. And I hope that we at the very least see the actress come back to uh, uh, reprise a, a similar character in the future. Man, I saw on uh, Twitter, someone even suggested that uh, Jessica come back and actually play uh, Don Allen in this new in this new timeline. So perhaps at some points we may jump ahead to the future and see that the, uh, the the twins are back in the timeline and one of those twins is Dawn and it's played by the same actress or something of that nature, which would be kind of a, a nice, you know, wouldn't obviously it's a different character, but it would yeah. be almost kind of like a nice little bow uh, of, and kind of of hope because that's the other thing too, like her whole relationship with Eobard. Uh, was this kind of corruption of the innocence. And so Eobard in the most Eobard and just villainous fashion gives an impossible choice. Either she has to die or she has to like turn to the dark side. She essentially has to become like him. Uh, and she cho chooses the righteous path. She, she chooses to go out on her own terms as opposed to kind of let fear take her to a place that she would regret, that she would uh, become a villain. 
And so, you know, even in this moment, even throughout the episode, as we see her kind of being the hero, she does make that ultimate heroic uh, choice to really kind of take her narrative in her own hands. And in this instance, that meant concluding it. So, uh, but I do, I do hope we see her again. A uh, fantastic job, Norwest Allen, man, you will be missed. My, what, I mean, uh, my favorite character alongside Eobard, which makes all this all the more confusing emotionally. Man, another one of my favorite characters. This definitely needs to be kind of represented in the good here. Captain Singh is a boss. Literally, <laughs> he, got, he got promoted. Uh, we'll talk about what that means in, the minute, in a minute. But he knows. We got the confirmation that he knows that Barry is the Flash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It, it makes sense now because I'm guessing he's gone. Um is you know he's moving up to chief of police we're probably not gonna we've never seen the chief of police on the show have yeah, we yeah yeah so i'm pretty sure he's out uh but he so doesn't that was, have to be right like he no, so he doesn't have to be Sabangi's always been more of a kind of a, a a back you know a backup dancer so to speak to the to the main cast like they'll pull him in here and there like he's a supportive role as opposed to like one of the main cast members and so I think that it makes it would make sense for me that he could still facilitate that role from episode to episode unless his contract's out with him. I, I yeah. guess I actually don't really know, but I, I would hope that he could still come back. To me, it's more about making moves so that Joe can really take that next step in his character arc, which is to you know uh, become. A captain, man, Captain Joe West, he's a hero, gonna take the metas down to zero, fighting on the city side, see the flash running by his side. You can't ride side with yeah, side. That's- hold on, though. Uh, he's not going to take the metas down to zero because that's kind of what Cicada wanted to do. I, that's a good point. <laughs> the rogues, the rogues. Take yeah, the rogues. I'll, there you go. I was shooting from the cuff. You got to, you know. Well, that was pretty good for shooting from the cuff. Uh, yeah, man. How do you think about Joe, uh, Captain Joe West? I think it's bittersweet. I think it's cool, but I also think that that's kind of a send off to Joe. He's uh, Sabangi was in four episodes this season, maybe. I, I feel like it was a bit more than that, but it wasn't wasn't like it. It certainly wasn't every episode. Yeah, so I I, I think it's a thing. It, it's again, it's bittersweet. I love Papa Joe. Uh, sorry, Captain Joe, and uh, he he's always been an asset on the show. He's always been great, and but it, it's come down to the point where we got so many characters. There's not enough time to really devote to them. And so you, you got to put some by the sidelines, right? So you think you think that's actually setting Joe up to to be sidelined more next season? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the, the next season is crisis. And how, mm. how are we going to tell a crisis story when we have to develop and, and flush like flush all these different characters, all these different story arcs? And, and, and do the, the crisis story justice. I, th- I think this is a pruning. I mean, obviously it was a pruning because Cisco's gone. Uh, uh, Captain Singh is gone. And I think uh, Joe is going to be reduced in capacity. Interesting. Uh, and, and so, yeah, and I, I think this is all towards trimming, like pruning the branches, pruning the characters to make the crisis season be way more uh, streamlined. And in my opinion, I think it's going to make it better. Uh, because we're not going to have to focus and like do all these sidelines and all these different things to 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 you know flesh out all these different characters. When we when we trim the number of characters, we also uh, can focus more fluidly on the uh, or more solidly on the main theme of this next season, which is crisis. And I, I think that's a good thing. It's sad, yeah. Mm. I love I love Papa Joe, but I think that's the way they're going, and I think that's a good idea, even though it means fewer. Actually, you know what? No, no. We're 
there's going to be fewer Joe, but I guarantee you next season, there's going to be like an epic Papa Joe, like rally the troops moment uh, as they like fend off the crisis. <laughs> That's interesting. And, okay. I, I did not see it that way. Yeah. I just saw really? it as, no, I didn't at all. Yeah. Like the way that I saw it was more of, you know, Joe was gone for most of this season, but mostly for health reasons. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of saw it as them essentially setting up so that he will have a story in the next season. And so, you know, that was kind of, I think part of the problem is once he got back, since there wasn't a lot of buildup and even in previous seasons is there hasn't been a whole lot for him to do. And so now it's like, okay, well now we actually have, you know, him taking over the police force is going to be, you know, that that's some, that's some content right there. That's some story. That's some drama. So I kind of saw it as them setting something up there for Joe, but you may be right. You may but this right. show's about the Flash, right? It's not about the CCPD. It's about Team Flash. And that's the thing, man. This this team in particular really got a big moment as a whole because for the first time ever, the full team goes time traveling all the way to the future, baby, for one of the big, biggest epic, most epic fight sequences, I think, in a main uh, episode, you know, crisis notwithstanding. I thought this this fight scene at the end, man, was incredible. Yeah, it was super cool. Really enjoyed it. There's a lot of awesome tricks we saw from Mia Bard. The, the, the time remnant kind of split that he did, or I don't know if those are time remnants or those were like uh, visual blurs or something. But when one jumped up and the other one went under and like that was just super cool. Uh, we had uh, uh, just Cisco being a boss. I mean, it, 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 like I said, he was the MVP. He was, yeah. he was using his powers to their fullest effect. And, uh, you know, we got the, we got the father daughter team up. We got, you know, Eobard, a fully powered Eobard going at it. We got a chance, you know, even before that, when Eobard breaks free, we see Nora using kind of her unique trick of turning back time yeah. and, uh, you know, pulling, pulling the share move, which is always great. Always appreciated. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we got a chance to see, you know, like everybody was taking shots. Uh, Killer Frost was taking shots. We had uh, Joe and Iris were taking shots. Everybody was getting some shots in, man. Like it was it was a, it was a fantastic fight sequence. And it should be because if you recall, man, when Barry tried to take down Eobard before he had help of Firestorm and Arrow and they still got stomped. Yeah. And so now we've got like about, you know, three or four more metas here. Plus, uh, you know, plus the the humans bringing in the the heat. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to try to take down uh, Eobard, you need you need the full squad. Well, and this is a fully realized Eobard, right? Like the the Eobard from season one, you know, that was like that was an Eobard from the future, but it's not this Eobard. This Eobard has had experiences beyond that, and so yeah, Barry's progressed as well. But you know, this Eobard isn't some novice. It's not like you know him going back right now in season five to season one because he'd easily be able to defeat him, right? This is. This is a scary Eobard, and that's why it's so cool that he's back. You know? Yeah, I agree, man. All right. So, of course, man, we got to talk about it. Eobard Thawne. This was his grand triumphant return, his entire plan all season long and even beyond, considering the fact that Nora was popping in during the first crisis, which means that she was popping in in a timeline that Eobard was also existing in the in a previous version of himself. Which is kind of fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's been, he's been working it, man. He's been trying to get there. And then finally... The grand conclusion of all of his planning comes together as he creates a new timeline, freeing himself from this one in the form of, well, the reverse flash. So, Bell, that's going to bring us to this week's Speedster Speculation. All right, man, there's a lot to unpack here with Eobard Thawne, okay? Uh, first of all, how did he survive season one? We still don't know. Uh, why was he in 2034? Uh, we know that he was trapped there for 15 years that brought him into the, you know, the year that he was rescued so what was he doing in 2034 to begin with and uh you know with all this how does that play into the crisis or will it play into the crisis a lot to unpack here how do you want to begin where do you want to start slicing well let's start with how he did survive in season one because i think i have an idea for that 
Okay, so I love, you know, I, I would have really, really loved to get a a reverse flash rebirth. And I think that we're still, that's still coming. I, I believe that's still coming because there are a lot of threads. And the beautiful thing about time traveling speedsters is we don't have to get those stories in chronological order. So I'm fine with the fact that we haven't gotten a full explanation. However, some things were teased here, but Bell, what's, what's your thoughts? So my thoughts are this, uh, we're going to have a scene. I think it'd be great for like an opening scene for next season where, uh, it's, it's going to be, maybe shortly after, I don't know, a couple years after it really doesn't matter because time in, in this, in this case, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a thing where like, you're going to see like the, the negative speed, the reverse speed force, right? It's going to be, you know, negative speed force, just energy just everywhere. Right. And like, you know, the screams and like, you can see kind of like maybe faces coming out of it because it's all mm. Eobard. Right. And, and, and he said that that's the only place to be safe from a timeline change. Right. Well, we saw him disappear, but what I'm going to guess is it's, he's essentially going to just kind of materialize out of the reverse speed force back into the material plane and in some kind of like, you know, lightning storm terminator esque, like, you know, giant red rip opens, red lightning comes out and he's just like running, screaming out or something like that. And then stops and he's like, you know, what's going on? Like I'm back, you know, and that's, that's when he kind of realizes that, Oh, the reverse speed force makes him immune to those. Kinds yeah. Of I like that. Yeah. So it would be a thing where he can, uh, uh, you know, maybe his, his, maybe his thoughts and stuff aren't the same or his memories aren't the same, but like, that, that's where he kind of realizes that, uh, it would have to happen obviously before this 2049 one escapes, because I think that's where he learns that the timeline, he is protected from it through the well, speed force. Theoretically, they've, they've given us no reason to believe this isn't the case, right? Like that the Eobard that we saw on earth X and that return to Earth One is a previous version of this Eobard, right? Right. Like that's a fairly safe assumption. Yeah, I think so. So at some point he rematerialized in the timeline, and then like there's a story about not just him coming back, but also him going to Earth X. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you know, I, I do hope that we get that. But I like I like that theory, Bell. That makes a lot of sense and gives kind of the explanation that he would know that now, but not know that then. Because he was yeah. very, very concerned about not changing the timeline in season one, whereas now he's intentionally doing it. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah, and, and that's that just goes to show like the development of his character, right? Like earlier, yes. he didn't know that. But once he died and was re reborn, basically, by the speed force or the reverse speed force. Negative speed force. Negative. I keep saying reverse because... <laughs> I keep swapping that around. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm not all right. Gonna... I mean, it's it it's obvious why you keep doing that. That's perfectly yeah. fine. But yeah, it's yeah. negative speed force. But yeah, once he gets you know reborn from the negative speed force, uh, that's when he makes that realization. And maybe it'll be something where like you know he gets reborn on Earth X because uh, you can travel to different Earths. No, did Barry's not traveled to a different Earth from? Well, so technically, yes. The first time that he popped up on Supergirl's Earth was an accident, as you may recall, by running. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't a breach. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's technically true. He was running, but they had but a device think, on him. I think, yeah. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to think because, like, uh, uh, maybe maybe they'll just retcon it, and make it so that the negative speed force uh, also connects all worlds, and maybe there's one speed force per Earth per dimension. I don't know. Interesting. But, I think. Uh, I, well, so if we look at the speed force, hmm, that's actually a really good question. I would assume that to some extent the speed force 
is universal uh, in, in the multiverse. And there's kind of a, a connect. Because obviously when Jay comes to Earth 1, he's still able to access the speed force. Yeah. So it would make sense if it was all universal. Uh, same thing with the negative speed force. Because that way, uh, when he is rebirthed from it, he could be rebirthed on Earth on Earth X. Hmm. That's interesting. Or maybe it's some sort of Earth X experiment that they're trying to you know, do something. And in the process, it ends up pulling Eobard out of the negative speed force. Maybe, but I think it'd be better if it was Eobard himself, like his will and his, you know, interactions with the negative speed force that brought him back, like kind of on his own, as opposed to it, like how they pulled Barry out of the speed force with a device. I would rather it just be Eobard to do it because I think that'd be cooler and it would show the extent of his power and his command over the negative speed force. All right. So let me, let me, but let me pitch this to you though, because I I think there might be something there. Um, Like, with crisis coming up because this is i mean that was his old tail end thing you know see you next crisis and you know at the the end of the episode we see the paper updating to reflect the timeline of it coming in next year this basically this new timeline just ups the ups the you know ups the date from where where things were supposed to go down uh which is kind of ebard's whole thing he's like well the flash is supposed to happen in like 10 years but that's that's too slow. So we're going to make, I'm going to kill you and we're going to make that happen faster. So his, his whole deal is he tries to make things happen faster while still, still keeping key points in the timeline uh, the same. And it seems like that has occurred with the crisis, given the fact that this is so tied in name and, and otherwise with the crisis on earth X as well, is it possible bell that we might actually get a return to earth X and in that way, actually get kind of an origin story for our rebirth story for Eobard there. I I don't know it, it, because Earth X is just Earth X, right? Like that was the whole crisis that they invaded this Earth, right? But and, I mean, like you know what's I mean? I'm 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 assuming, and maybe this is stupid to assume this, all things considered. But I'm assuming that like the worlds are about to collide. Like I, I have a feeling that like at the end of this crisis, like there's gonna be one Earth, and all you know, we're not gonna have Supergirl happening on a different Earth anymore. She's gonna happen on our Earth, and yeah, and yeah, that's my guess too. Probably Black Lightning as well, and I think Batwoman was already part of this, uh, this Earth as well. Like I, I just I, I see that being kind of the case is literally these worlds colliding and and kind of merging together. That's that's where I see it going as well. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see what happens, but my, that that's kind of my assumption. Now I would love 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 love. For them to go full out and actually pull in, you know, if Burt Ward's still alive, get you know, pull pull him in and, and oh pull yeah, in, that'd like, be awesome. Yeah, all all of these different characters from you know other shows that they get. Man, I don't I don't care how much of a truck of money you have to throw at Tom Welling, throw the whole truck at him, whole <laughs> truck at him, and bring him back. Like go like go the full route and get all of these characters, get Lois and Clark back, get, get everybody back, everybody back. I think it'd be incredible. You know what? Put Brandon Routh in the Superman suit. For uh, you know, you already got him. Just throw him in the suit. And uh, I think and that have, would be cool. Yeah, because I mean, he's <laughs> that would be the easiest one right there, right? Exactly, exactly. You wouldn't even have to throw a whole lot of money at him. He's already there. It's yeah. like it's like yeah, I'll do this for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. So anyway, I'm just saying that it'd be great if we could even go beyond what is the current kind of CW multiverse. And, you know, with the DC Universe streaming package as well, maybe there's something there. I don't know. But I'm hopeful for what this means in terms of the crisis. Now, you know, you mentioned that Eobard, of course, you know, it's likely that he's going to be involved in some fashion. How do you think that Eobard, do you think that Eobard is actually responsible for the crisis? No. What do you think think his role is going to be? I don't know. Uh, That's that's one of the things that I'm not quite sure of. I need to rewatch the uh, crossover last uh, for, for this year. 
And he wasn't in it, was he? No, he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why yeah. I don't think he's going to be important as far as the crossover is concerned. He knew about it and he's doing stuff because ultimately he just wants to protect himself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so he knows like that the crisis is happening and that maybe, uh, uh, depending on what happens, the crisis might affect him. And so that's why he's trying to push it forward. Uh, well, he, he was going to be dead before the crisis anyway. So maybe that's it. Maybe maybe his... So, well, no, 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 because the crisis happened. So that's just weird, right? The crisis in the newspaper that we see, that is the crisis, right? Flash disappears in crisis yes. in 2024. That is the crisis. That's what we've been building up to since day one. So by that logic, is Nora then from a consolidated Earth? Is there a Supergirl on her Earth? Which is Wait. our Earth, which is Earth One. No, 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 because that that timeline has totally changed. The the new crisis. Oh, I see what you're saying. If it if it by that point, if by that point in the timeline, well, it could be different. It could be in that crisis, the Earths didn't merge. Yeah, that's true as well. So yeah, maybe by, but it's all yeah. So but it's post crisis. So so Reverse Flash didn't have anything to worry about in the crisis because he lived after it. But by saving himself, he might have pushed the crisis forward. And so perhaps now he's looking for a way to ensure that it doesn't destroy him too. I don't know. Huh. New question. What was he doing in 2034? Um, was that the original crisis date? It was 2034? No, the original crisis date was 2024. 2024. So why was he, why was he, what was he doing in 2034? When was he in 2034? That's when he got trapped in the future. Cause he says, I've been here for 15 years. And so I did the math and that would have put him arriving into the future in 2034. And then, so he got captured and by 2049, that's when he was going to get executed. That's right. Yeah. Cause Nora kept on running back and back and forth between the present and 2049. Yeah. And so he came there in 2034. Yep. And got in prison for 15 years. Yeah. But like, what was he doing in 2034? That that's the thing that kind of throws me off. Now that's interesting. So that's 10 years after the original crisis, right? Yeah. Maybe that's, what did he need after like what what would he like was it just specifically going to a time when there would have been no more speedsters? Too many wizards. Too many sorcerers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with uh with the speed force where I mean well no, because it was the dagger that caught him there and there were speedsters. The dagger was the only thing keeping him there though. Yeah, that's this is true. This is true. So so it wasn't like, you know, he couldn't access the speed force because Nora wasn't you know, didn't have her powers activated yet. I hope we get an explanation here. Like I I can, I can imagine we're probably, I hope we do. I really hope we do. He said, see you next crisis. You're under the impression that crisis is all season long next season. I hope it is. But see, that's a lot of people thought that about Flashpoint. The Flashpoint was going to be an entire season long event. Right. But when crisis is the next crossover, we know that. So it's at least going to be um crossovers generally are a mid-season event but i guess with the way that things ended on arrow i guess spoilers for arrow okay i I didn't see it what happened uh the anti-monitor showed up oh okay well we didn't get an anti-monitor interesting well but we never you know barry didn't have it with the anti-monitor like that like he had a whole arrow had the whole exchange with them like making the deal and i you know i don't know i just know what ends up happening because that has been you know everybody was sending that in and so he shows up and he's like, hey, you know, we got a deal. We It's time to collect. And then on this one, we see the timeline, you know, going faster. And then you haven't seen the end of Legends yet, despite your prominent role on Legends TV Talk. So yeah, I, I guess we don't know if there's a Legends tie-in at the end of that episode. At this, point. I mean, it looks like it is because in this episode, they're all cosplaying as the, uh, <laughs> as like Supergirl and the Flash. And Oh, this and, is the one they do that? I think oh, so, that's yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I don't... I, 
I'm 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 guessing that Arrow is going to be like 100% Crisis the whole season because it's only yeah. 10 episodes last season, so it'll work. So Flash, they're going to have something after Crisis, um, which they're going to have to set up before Crisis. So is it going to be Reverse Flash? Probably. Uh, in uh, that so would be thing. interesting. So you think that? Hmm. What a weird way to end Arrow. If like the last half season of Arrow is all like cosmic multiverse stuff, that just seems like an odd way to conclude that season that's been very, you know, I guess from where it started. But at the same time, if you think back to what Tony Stark and Iron Man was in the first movie compared to, you know, the apocalyptic, you know, stones controlling the universe thing yeah. and the way that, that he went out. Spoilers, I guess, but it's been time. So, you know. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like so. I don't think there's going to be any arrow episodes after crisis after the, after no, the, two, I agree. After the crossover. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause he's only, but, they only got picked up for a half season, right? Yeah. And, and there's going to be arrows of flash after that. And so there's going to have to be set up for that. So I don't know. That's, what's going to be interesting about it is like, unless they all set up well, I, if what I else, hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. What I hope they do is they all set up, you know, the first half, everything before the crisis, they set up for crisis. Then they conclude crisis. And then we kind of have like, a mini season right on the back end, the back mm. half of the season. That's, that's what I would prefer. I don't think it's going to happen though. Cause like I, when you said flashpoint, it kind of reminded me that, yeah, that was two episodes long and that was kind of unfulfilling. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the possibility, you know, we, we thought that perhaps flashpoint might lead into a, into the multiverse type of experience where Barry has to like pop through various earths in an attempt to get home. Or something of that nature, um, or various timelines, or or something like that. It would be kind of cool if they. I, I still think that's a fun storyline to tell because you can use all of your cast and and you know and have like meaningful uh, meaningful story arcs and everything else. Especially like like all right, let me just let me pitch this to you. Okay. Okay. So what if what if at the beginning of next season, uh, what you know the crisis begins to occur? You know, the skies start going red. And Team Flash is all struck with red lightning, uh, and and you know most all of them vanish except for yeah, dang God, Cisco's gone. Well, if let's just pretend like Cisco's not gone, and they work out a contract and they give him a, a big truck of money. Now, not the big <laughs> truck of money they're going to give Tom Welling because they got to get Tom Welling you know to come back. But anyway, so they they convince Cisco. And so Cisco is like, imagine this situation: Cisco is now stuck on an Earth where all of his friends he discovers have been like sent to other earths and his technology is out. And if he had his powers, he'd easily be able to go get them on their various earths, but he's got to somehow, you know, science his way, OMG science his way back into getting powers so that he can pop over to the earth that Barry's on. And then together Cisco and Barry go around to all these multiple earths to collect team flash. And so each earth has its own gimmick and its own themes and all that kind of stuff. And you get all kind of craziness that could be a, you know, a blast, uh, you know, vampires on volcanoes and all that kind of great stuff well didn't they kind of do that already did they though when did they do that i mean they went to earth two then they went to earth three and no i'm talking about each episode is a different earth and so like earth two is like a location you know what i mean like earth two is that's like that's like new orleans you know what i mean like when you're in when you're when you're back home in jackson like you know jackson's there new orleans is there you can pop over new orleans anytime you want and it's it's there and you can pop back and forth yeah. There's other cities, but you're always going to New Orleans because it's right there. So that's what Earth 2 is to Earth 1. Well, but they, they do have the technology for that, though. Earth 3 little... is like the retirement home Earth. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Cisco's already got the tech. He's got the little breach thing. He can make another one of those. That's what I'm saying. Like, take it so that that stops working. Like, somehow, like, there's a way to put, like, I feel like, 
I, you know, I, I, Cisco's probably gone. Yeah, this but is all I, for not anyway. <laughs> I know, I know. But my point is that there, there could be a way to punish Cisco for this decision. And maybe it's just like the me that's hurt because you took Nora away from me. You're taking Cisco away from me. You're taking Sing away from me. And I love this show. And you took them all away. <laughs> but I'm saying that perhaps there's some way to actually like punish him like that so that like he has to live with the fact that he took away his powers and it's the one thing that could save everybody. That would actually, to some extent, make that story redeem his entire story this season. Yeah, not I mean, he could. Because we're not going to have Cisco anymore. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. It's sad days. <sighs> yeah. Well, there you go. Eobard thought, <laughs> but Eobard's back and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear all your theories about Crisis. Uh, let us know because that will be the primary discussion, if not the sole discussion for, uh, for next episode. We want to hear all those thoughts. Write them into us. Uh, and we'll, you know, call them in, right? Or, or rather, record yourself, send those recordings. We'll find some way to to make sure that it's a good community episode. Uh, but we want to hear from you all about crisis. What do you think is going to happen? We want to know. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the police in my hood. <laughs> all right, man. Listener feedback. Okay, so last week I think uh, this actually even made it into the the final podcast episode. But uh, Jen was in the, the live chat. She's like, "Hey, I've been trying to, to email you guys," and we're like, "Ah, we haven't seen it." And so we got our email, and she was able to get this into us. Bell, what did Jen have to say? Uh, hey guys, first of all, I wanted to say thanks for the great product you have been creating for the past five years. Uh, if it weren't for you two, I don't think I would ever have picked up a Flash comic book. And boy, would I have missed out. Anyway, on to my response to your episode covering Snowpack. I wanted to say that I am so sad you guys don't care much about Caitlin. As stated above, I did not come into this show as a whoa, 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 Hang on, hang on, hang on. Time out, time out, time out. Hang I don't on. want to give you an opportunity to respond. I no, 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 no. I want to hear all of this, but I do want to get ahead of this real quick because I do want to say this. This is very true. I'm not saying we don't care about Caitlin. Our critique has been that the that the story doesn't care about Caitlin. The whole joke about Caitlin also in this episode is a critique on the series not really spending much time on her until like the, we get these like really rushed kind of forced plotline episodes out of nowhere. So we we don't not care about Caitlin. We care about Caitlin. When Caitlin is not shared to us, okay? We care about Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin's been one of those we've we've been, you know, we speculated lots of things about her and we've been wanting things to happen with her and all these different things and and yeah, it, it just so happens that this season they kind of like gave us some stuff but sort of rushed it and that yeah, was that was, that was that, I think that was our But we our, care about Caitlin. The critique is on the 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 story not caring about Caitlin, not on Caitlin. Yeah. I just want to get ahead of that. But because uh, yeah. I, I want to hear what Jen, what Jen has to say. I'm, let's yeah. see All right. So here we go. Uh, as stated above, I did not come into the show as a comic fan. I'm certain that this has uh, at least a little to do with the fact that I am not at all bothered with Caitlin and Killer Frost being heroes as opposed to villains. Even though it wasn't the most compelling part of the episode, I thought that the dynamic with Caitlin and her mom was wonderful. Uh, I think that they will end up closer once we find out who the new Ice Persona is. I agree with Bell. Uh, so, so okay, it seems like we're going on to a different thing there. But uh, yeah, so so I I agree here. I, I I like the dynamic. I commented on specifically about like uh, Caitlin and her mom and like how they had that little one relationship moment there, and I liked that. And that's the kind of stuff we've been wanting. But like they just threw it in there in this one little sentence and and in a season with yeah. party packed full of stuff. And so no, yeah. but that was good. That was good. I mean, like you know, credit where credit is due. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can agree on that. But uh, anyway, here we go. I agree with Bell that Iris is going to save Nora, but I have a slightly different theory. Uh, this is interesting now that we've seen the finale. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I do want to be clear. This is this came out, you know, this email was before the episode, but we, yes, we wanted yes. to make sure we got it in. Uh, I truly believe that we are, go- are still going to get payoff for the line. It looks like we're going to need more diapers from the season f- uh, f- 
four premiere i think it was yes yeah, season four mm-hmm. uh when you guys started talking about how nora's lightning changed from yellow to purple and red to purple it hit me that perhaps if nora has two connections to the speed force that uh maybe that connection can be split into two different people i'm not really sure how the writers would accomplish this but i think that by the end of the season nora will have erased herself from the timeline ding 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 we have a winner <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah. And by the end of the season, Nora will have erased herself from the timeline and Barry and Iris will have twins instead. Interesting. That's that's yeah. I like that. I I do like that theory. I do like that theory. Additionally, each twin will represent a different connection to the speed force, one with yellow lightning and one with purple. Uh, while that is my favorite crackpot theory ooh, of mine. <laughs> ooh, I, I like that. Wow. Yeah, okay, I do too. Okay. I, I think I think that's super cool. Uh, and yeah, Jen, congrats. You you hit the nail on the head with that one. You you absolutely guessed it right. And although this was a season finale, we didn't see like a pre- I, I was kind of halfway expecting a pregnancy test and 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 maybe something like that. Uh uh where we were going to see twins. Like I thought that would have been super cool to see that. Yeah. Nora changed the future. Sure. And she's gone forever, but the timeline has changed. Now we're going to see like, you know, uh, the, the, the freaking twisted tornado twins. That would have been interesting. And a lot of people did comment thinking that perhaps Iris was pregnant, but she just never you know let on, or maybe it wasn't, they weren't ready to commit to that story yet, but it seemed like that was perhaps being laid there. Uh, who knows that, that's interesting though. I, you know, I got to tell you, I, <laughs> I got goosebumps with the lightning split up color with like one of the kids having one color and the other kid had the other color that that's a cool concept. Um, man, that's a really cool concept. So love, love those thoughts, Jen. Really, really solid. Um, yeah. And, and again, I, I will say this, her, her comment about killer frost from a non comic book perspective is really, really good. And that's not a perspective that we are able to represent much on the show because, you know, we were, kind of entrenched into more of the kind of the comics and, and the, and the source material, but that's true. A lot of people come to this show and do not have that connection to the source material. So if she's a villain, you know, or if she's a hero rather than a villain, that's no big, that's who this character is. And that makes a lot of sense. So I, I do respect that. Um, Can I also I still say by the whole killer in the name still kind of throws things off, but well, well speaking of that, about? this, this is hilarious that you mentioned that because how did Eobard address her as frost? He didn't say killer frost. He said frost interesting yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that and i was like oh sick burn Ian dude sick how, burn <laughs> even even sicker burn uh ralph dibney you're supposed to be dead like uh, what a great great reference to the fact that he was dead in season one like what yeah. a great reference to that excellent yeah. job excellent uh yeah and so we have one final little bit here uh let's see here and uh while that was my favorite <clears throat> excuse me well, that was my favorite crackpot theory of mine. I do also wonder if Eobard is going to end up being Sherlock. I was not at all about this early in the season when some fans seem to be confused at Eobard's arrival in the story. Mm-hmm. However, I've noticed that there are a few times that Eobard has the, quote, French accent of Sherlock. Uh, honestly, I hope that this is due only to Tom Cavanaugh accidentally mixing up character voices here and there, because I would be so disappointed if it turns out Sherlock is behind all of this, especially since it doesn't really make any sense. Right. Sick burn, Jen. <laughs> Take that, Bo. <laughs> with your Sherlock. I have taken all the public beating I can handle from the Bo and the Sherlock and everything else. I get it. I get it. I was wrong. I was wrong. I can yeah. admit that. I was wrong. And then finally here, especially because I think Eobard's line, you brought me your daughter is going to come back in a big way for the last episode. Uh, looking forward to the next episode and Ooh. your coverage. Best, Jen. Yeah, it, it did come back in a, in a, in a pretty heavy way. Uh, God, Eobard is the worst. I mean, he's just super evil. Yeah, but we love him for it. I know. He's a fantastic villain for that reason. But I mean, like he, he killed Nora and then he used Nora. Like he, you, oh my gosh, you brought yeah. me your daughter. I mean, like he served her up on a silver platter. Yeah. 
fantastic acting uh heartbreaking story what did uh next up man we got uh email in from christy what did christy have to say Overall, I think this is the best finale we've had since season one. I've been waiting all season for Eobard to be unleashed, and I was not disappointed. When the prison guards brought Thawne his ring, all I could think was, you idiots! And also, <laughs> this will be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, he had so many great lines, but the most bone-chilling was, in many ways, she's shown me what it's like to have a daughter. Ah! Yeah. Uh, I thought all the fight scenes were fantastic, in particular the shot of him getting walloped by the time sphere. Again, Cisco showing his his true potential, right? That yeah, absolutely agree with you there. That was awesome. Uh, let's see here. Since the crisis timeline has moved to 2019, does this mean that all trace of Nora is indeed gone? Unless Iris is already pregnant, it seems Nora is never going to exist in the new timeline. Captain Singh revealing that he knew Barry's secret was such a happy moment for me. Uh, I wish uh, he wasn't giving up his position so that we could see more interactions between them now that he's revealed that he's known all along. Yeah, mm. Christy, you know, I, I I agree. Like, I again, I, I was thinking there's going to be some indication that Iris is pregnant at the end of the season. Uh, don't know. But then again, there's, what, six months in between seasons or something, so maybe she could come back to this season and be pregnant for the crisis. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we'll yeah. see what happens. Captain Singh, fear the beard. It's uh, I. I hope he's not going, but it seems to be the way. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And and honestly, when you think about it, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, Captain Singh's character and his decisions with Barry make a lot more sense when you just go back and like realize that yeah, he's probably known for a very long time. Um, so. I think I think that was a really awesome payoff as well. Yeah, yeah, it's really really solid. Great uh, great thoughts there. Uh, thank you all, uh, Jen and Christy. And hey, for everybody who's got thoughts on this episode and the season as a whole, and where we're going from here, we want to hear those thoughts. Email into the show flash at potastery to uh, to share those, and we will be featuring them on our kind of season wrap up show. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to try to do some sort of call in setup. We have got to kind of work out the technology on our end, but the details on that will be sent out through our various social media channels. So be sure to follow us on Flash TV Talk. Also, you can follow our uh, personal accounts. I'm at the Real Bill York, and Bell is at Ring That Bell. And if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at potastery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. And for the latest news, daily discussions, and all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Shout out to tvtalk.fm for all the latest and greatest TV talking. And hey, stay tuned after the music for some Targaryen TV talk. That's right. If this is Reverse Flash TV talk, Targaryen TV talk for this week's uh, bonus feature. Until next time, we'll be back in a flash. Alright, so we're gonna keep this going. Spoilers for uh, this uh, last this past week's episode of uh, Game of Thrones, Targaryen TV Talk. Bell, what did you think? So a lot of people were really mad at what they interpreted as a complete 180 on Danny's character with the destruction of King's Landing, and Woo! I disagree. the The character who who I'm maddest about and who I feel whose character arc and whose character was assassinated by this show more so than Danny's was Jamie Lannister. Tyrion. Oh, I was, well, I, Tyr- Tyrion. That's where I thought you were going with that. No, yeah. Jamie, oh. Jamie, Jamie has had the most uh, interesting and compelling arc. I feel out of any character he has 
gone from this just horrible, despicable person to, uh, you know, going through all these, these, these tragedies, meeting with Brienne, getting his hand cut off, uh, uh, you know, fighting at, at, at Winterfell, like rejecting his sister, realizing that, that all the bad stuff that she's done and for them to just make him be like, Oh no, I'm just really bad. I love my sister, blah, blah, blah. It, It was just, it was a total cop out and, and I hated it. And I, I don't I wouldn't have minded him going back to King's Landing because I wanted him to kill Cersei. I wanted I wanted his him, him leaving. Like, sure, it make make him uh, break Brienne's heart by going back to his break sh- that, surely to, to he surely never hooked up with Brienne, man. He should have never hooked up with Brienne. Brienne should have hooked up with Torben. Then, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. That's, um, that's but like what I'm saying is, is like he, he made this realization that his sister was a blight and was very bad news for Westeros, which made him decide to go to what he presumed would be his death at, at the battle of Winterfell. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the biggest battle that's ever going to be against the literal incarnation of death. He left his sister to go fight that. And then they win. And he's like, I'm going to go back. Cause Danny is going to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on. He should, he should, if he's going to go back to, to King's landing, he needed to go back to kill her to try to prevent the the massacre of the civilians because he knows that she doesn't care about them and that she's using them as bodyguards right and, and, and i mean and, he killed his king before to save all those people like yeah. that was his whole deal it was like this was his path to the light side or you know this 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 pull to the light side of of still wanting to protect the people yeah and and, yeah. and they just ruined it and and and, so, they, and, they, and they made cersei like this sympathetic sort of like i don't want to die thing no she, all of this is her fault basically um, yeah, she's just standing there like, what was her plan? Like, that's the thing. None of these characters really had much. I felt like none of these characters really were given much agency this season other than just this is the plot. So you have to be here to do this thing and you have to be here to do this thing and you have to be here to do this thing and you can react, but you can't act. And it was just kind of ridiculous. I will say I hear you on the Danny thing. though. I hear you on that because I, I think that that was always a possibility. My problem is that I, it felt a little much, a little too much like a light switch and the whole like, Oh, my nephew won't get with me. And that's the final straw. Like, I'm sorry. No, that doesn't, that's not going to push her over the edge to go and torch down like babies like that. That's, that's, that's too much of a jump. And then on top of that, like, I feel like there was a lot of dialogue missing from the last couple of episodes. Like, like maybe we should just talk this out instead of whiny Tyrion, just be like, please don't do this please just do this other thing. Please don't do th-. like he's had the exact same tone in every single line of dialogue that he has had. And he's given no agency and it's just, it's awful. But in the end, I actually don't mind how Danny ended up. I don't mind her becoming the mad queen. Um, it, it, it but it was difficult to watch. It was very difficult to watch. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a light switch. I, I, I think, I think it, you know, Listen, here's everything the thing. leading up to that. Everything had like she's I can I'm going to take what I want with fire mm, and blood. Yeah, but here's the deal. I could buy her going overboard and making a like they ring the bells and she's like, you know what? I don't care. And she makes a beeline burning fire all the way to the keep and then destroying Cersei. But she literally went back and forth torching civilians. There was absolutely no military reason to do that. There was, she was no. Broken. Yeah, but like like that's that's enacting. That's not even there's nothing to take at that point. You're just destroying. And so like, that's, that's the thing where I feel like I'm not saying that she can't get there. I'm just saying, I don't think that they, I don't think that we actually got to that point. Like we should have seen her say something about like this, this, some, some line, like, you know, 
I've always done whatever I could to defend the innocent, but it's only now that I realize that no one's innocent. You know what I mean? Like we need some kind of unpacking of why she would turn on like that aspect of things. I don't have that. Mind. Where was that? She said, then it's fear. Like that, that was the whole yeah. thing about like fear and love. Then it's fear then. So like, but there's no one to fear. She killed them all. Well, the, the people they're, they're come on. There were still the Thraki at the the final battle and we thought all they were all them were dead like yeah, there's still you know, people I, I, landing, you know, <laughs> I didn't think on. about that come like I, th- I thought it'd be pretty funny if like next episode they do a map of king's landing be like all right so danny knocked out half the city <laughs> yeah 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 right <laughs> only half the city's on fire and the other half's just like yay <laughs> yeah um no there there are people left in king's landing to to fear her and like that's the thing is is it's ever since she'd come over here it's just been problem after problem after problem nobody they were telling her that when she gets there, people are going to be like, you know, yay, like they were in Marine and asked yeah. the poor when she freed them. And that's just not it. No one here. Everybody's scared of her. No one here loves her. Uh, the only person who do does love her rejected her. Uh, and, and so she was like, well, all right, well, I, I, I've exhausted my options and granted. Sure. You know, she didn't do anybody any favors by burning, uh, the Lannister supply line and killing the, uh, Tarleys. Um, and you know all that kind of stuff but that but, all made sense like even though you know it's not a decision i would applaud it made sense from a military and kind of yeah. rulership standpoint even torch and varies at the end there like she told him this would happen so i get that like I, i'm not mad no, at her but i agree these are all red flags to people that are following her but yet at the same time they're not necessarily over the line but that, that's that's you know that's the thing it's like she wanted the people of king's landing she wouldn't have done it had they had they forced open the gates and let her in, let her army in, hmm. right? She wouldn't have reacted the way she did because that that would be the people saying we want you as our queen. But right now they're scared of her, and so she says, "All right, well, you know th- that's that's it. I'm I'm done. I'm 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 tired of of trying to do the right thing because every time like and and that's the thing is like all of her all of her uh, like Tyrion and 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 Varys and all and like Jorah and all these like and Jorah was also like her. Uh, kind of moral compass more so than Tyrion was yeah and so you know i i think i think it makes good sense i think it makes the character extremely tragic and i think it i think it i i kind of liked it you know okay all right no the I more mean, I, I think I about you. it yeah the more she, i think about it the more i like it she ultimately had like the reasons why she was doing thing was actually much more drawn out than everybody else because again i mean with the exception of the hound um like they how clean game bowl dude we got to talk about clean game bowl yeah, that was, I I was very satisfied with Clegane and Bowl. Oh yeah, like just just <laughs> Quiburn's like obey your queen, and 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 the mountains like nah. <laughs> Boom! Yeet. There goes the back of your skull. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought the I thought Clegane Bowl was handled very well. Epic in you know in like the setting with the dragon fire flying everywhere, and you know ultimately he does everything within his power, but his brother has just at this point become uh, just this thing. I mean, it's it's almost as if his brother exists as the embodiment of his trauma. And so he can't kill him in traditional means. And it's only by facing that trauma and forcing him into the fire and thus, you know, ultimately kind of consuming himself as he points out to Arya that this is kind of an all consuming thing. There's nothing but death ahead. And even Arya in that moment was kind of a nice conclusion to, or a nice kind of coming full circle of her as well, because for the first time since, you know, since she's been on the beginning of her journey, she chooses life, uh, which, you know, who knows, maybe there's hope for Gendry. Well, they, they ruined, they ruined that too. Ruined it. What do you mean? Because she, yeah, you're right. Her conversation with the hound and she's leaving the city and she's like, oh my gosh, Sanders, right. 
I don't have to do this. Like I can be who I want to be. I don't have to be consumed by vengeance. And then she leaves the city and like sees all this horrible stuff going on. And what, what is she going to do next turn or next, next episode? She's going to go kill Danny. Yeah, but that's not vengeance. That's justice. Like that is, that's not vengeance. That's justice. And I think that's the thing that, that what we're going to see with her is kind of that shift from Cause she's, you know, she actually, she looked more like, uh, uh, Ned than she ever has before. Like, I don't know if it was just her clothes or the way that she had her hair or something like that, but it was very Ned Stark. Uh, and so I do think that she is kind of turning back to her more stark roots in this. She's been, you know, she was raised by the hound. And so to some extent there, there's, there's been that aspect of her personality, but I think she's going to be more Ned when it's all said and done. She's going to be more stark. Uh, you know, I, I do hope I, you know, overall this season, I was not a big fan of like their interaction. Cause I feel like a lot of that should have come out in dialogue, but you know, I think we're dealing with people that don't know how to write dialogue or story or characters, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. They're great at adaptations, not so much a story. Exactly. Um, I do hope, you know, I was, I was thinking about how it's all going to fall out. Uh, do you think that we could see John fight Drogon? Um, if anything, this is something that I've been thinking was going to happen for a long time, but, uh, if anything, what's going to happen is, is like, yeah, if it comes down to it, Drogon's going to try to burn John, and as absolute proof that he is Targaryen, the flames will not affect him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That, um, well, but he's not a full-blood Targaryen. He's not, but, you know, I... He's I, no I, true dragon. But that's the thing. It's like, maybe he is. Maybe, man, I don't know, maybe it's something where it's like... Viserys was killed by fire. It's uh, not yeah, a Targaryen thing. It's it's a it was a Danny thing, and well, perhaps true of some Targaryens, but but it's it's the, the the prophecy or whatever it was is like you know only a true dragon or a true dragon is not is is not cannot be burned. But I so think if, I'm I'm hoping that what we see is that that he's no true ja- dragon. He's he is the White Wolf. Like I, I really do hope that we see him choose like like a full rejection of his Targaryen heritage. I don't know. Everybody says Targaryens are bad, and yeah, maybe they are. But uh, what, did you see the episode? Did you watch the same thing I was watching? Yeah, but there there were also some really good Targaryen kings. I'm just saying. Yeah, not in this, not in this movie, not in this show. Yeah, that, <laughs> every single one of them is cray cray. Like, no man. I think I think it's it's his stark nature that. Um, well, surely, you know, yeah, it is his stark nature that. that and I makes guess him a good ruler. If I'm remembering correctly, I guess Danny's mom was technically from. She was Dornish, right? So she wasn't. She wasn't a, a full Targaryen from that standpoint. So I guess I guess that's true. But still, I think that well, Danny's mom could potentially be uh, Tyrion or uh, Tywin's wife. Oh, that old thing. I don't think we're going there. Not in the show anyway. Um, well, I I will say this. I feel like Drogon's got to die. I think that Danny definitely has to die. I, I think that when it's all said and done, you know, I think maybe the the throne should be melted down, and that Sansa will rule the the <laughs> rule the kingdom from the north, and the north will be the new seat of power. Um, you know, I I just I don't know, but but one way or the other, my hope is that Danny dies and that uh, Drogon dies. Well, uh, yeah, the way I see it, the, the throne is definitely getting melted because you know she even said she's going to come and break the wheel. Yeah, she broke everything. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Now we know what that meant. Apparently, that means killing everybody. Did, well, I, I thought it meant just destroying the establishment of like, you know, uh, uh, like feudalistic uh, uh, monarchy and stuff like that's, I think that's, I think that Danny said that said that she wanted to break the wheel is not the Danny we're dealing with now. I think I think much like many things in this show, some of that stuff just got dropped along the way. And no, I think, I think now, that I think that is the same Danny. I think it's just like she 
she wanted so so that's the thing right she she went in there and like her first instinct in a lot of these cases like in astapor and marine was just to go and you know kill everybody right uh but a lot of her advisors no, like, no not no, no, everybody no. she killed the slave masters she killed she killed the unjust like that's the thing she, yeah yeah, she, yeah. I, I i know i i'm agreeing with you but there's other times where she wanted to go in and burn stuff and her advisors told her not to to take a slower route to to try to achieve peace with you know the masters and stuff like that i i, I agree with what you're saying like absolutely yeah every time that she's burned a city or killed people it felt justified previously except for right. now except for now um but but like this is one of those things where like she says you know the, the the wheel keeps on going it's like who's on top who's on top i'm gonna break the wheel like i think that's the danny that we're seeing right now like that that was her realization is i can't rule with you know with, with they don't they don't love me here like you know they the, the, the john like her only true love rejecting her she never come over here man like this ain't even really her place she comes in yeah. acting like oh, oh this is my birthright like you're not here you're not you you hadn't been here you hadn't been dealing with this man right. i miss robert baratheon i'm not i'll just go ahead and say it i miss robert baratheon <laughs> well yeah and and that's why like yeah she broke the wheel she's gonna melt the throne and ultimately when she dies by the end of this episode it's it, there's not gonna be a seven kingdoms anymore yeah. it's there's, there's gonna, gonna be die. like huh Tyrion gonna die yeah probably john gonna die john's not gonna die i i think it's i think it's Arya. maybe danny danny yes drogon I think Drogon's got to. Grey Worm? Uh, yes. That's everybody, right? Everybody else died in this episode. <laughs> uh, Davos. <laughs> oh, Davos somehow still alive. Uh, yeah, Davos is going to live. Um, interesting. Yeah, he probably will live, won't he? Because he never, like, for whatever reason, he's the worst. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a terrible fighter, but I, I still live. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he'll live. Like, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a thing where, like, you know, John has to kill the queen, and they're going to be like, rule, and he'll be like, no, and just walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh-uh. Y'all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll go back in time and and find uh, egret in the cave and live out the rest of his life yeah and then he'll come back and give a uh, ghost or uh, the the sword long claw to somebody else and he's just gonna go to the north and, and the, you know yeah that actually sounds great i i would love that if he just went up to the north at the end of it like if he's successful and then he gives um oh maybe he'll put know, gendry on the throne or i think well so here's the thing about gendry so Gendry's claim, uh, from a purely political standpoint, Gendry's claim to the throne is only as good as Danny's claim to the throne is. So he's only legitimized if Danny is the true queen. You know what I mean? But if she's not the queen, then he's not legitimized anymore. I think. No, I don't know. No. Well, so, so no, actually, Gendry's, since she's come back and reclaimed the throne, Gendry is no longer any claim to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's actually a really good point. Okay. Um. Well, so here's here's my thing. I Like I said, I think that in the end, San, Sansa... Sansa's going to rule from the north. John's going to retire to the true north. Arya and Gendry are going to get together because Arya realizes, you know, life is worth living. And Wait, whatever um, happened to Bronn? That's true. What 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 deal was that whole deal? Like I got to okay. kill you because yada yada. And then there maybe he's going to show up and save Tyrion in the last minute. Well, he's going to show up and kill Tyrion when Tyrion can't give him what he promised. But like there's there's no profit in killing him for that reason either. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, he's screwed either way because he he, he didn't help Danny, and Danny's way beyond the point of being merciful now, which yeah. is why I think Tyrion's going to die because he let out uh, Jamie, even though he died anyway. It doesn't matter. This show, man, I'm ready for it to be over. I don't know. It was a good. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was yeah, there was some great, I enjoyed great the episode. Stuff this episode, and I mean, it was. I, I will. I go back on it. It was difficult to watch. Because and I think it's intentionally difficult to watch with Danny going dark, but still, still, 
Anyway, yeah. We'll see what ends up happening and we'll be talking about it on the final episode of uh, Thrones TV talk. How, how, how excellent man that on our uh, last episode of flash TV talk, which is our season finale, we'll have a last episode of our bonus uh, Thrones TV talk. It's not wait. really an episode. It's just like a bonus feature, but yeah, wait, was this not the season finale? No, the season, the series finale is, is tomorrow or Sunday. Right, right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about uh, for flash. No, we got we got the you know season wrap up call in show all that. Oh, all right, season wrap up call in show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait, there's one more episode. I was like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no more you flash. Used me, sir. More flash TV talk and uh, one last bonus. <laughs> Till then, yeah. bye guys. So you guys ever seen uh, Wayne's World? I think it's two when, uh, you know, Wayne leaves the show and uh, Garth is just kind of sitting there by himself. That's me right now. I <laughs> uh, why don't I, let's go over some comments, too. Let's see what's going on. Um, there's so many time travel in this sh- whole show. I can't keep up. Alicia, I feel you sometimes. It's it's crazy uh, when you jump around timelines like that. It's it's confusing, right? You, you've seen Bo's whiteboards that he does. It's maddening. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like the back to the future timeline taken to a thousand. Yeah. But, totally. uh, oh, Hey, look, there he is. I can no longer be Garth. You know what we need? We need like, uh, like a kid's break. Like the kids walked into the room, like, uh, you know, technical difficulties, like something like that. Oh, Bo's kids walked in the room. Uh, all right. So that's everything taken care of. I think so. Fantastic. Hey, Mike, wipe all of that from existence, except for all the people that heard it. (laughs) (laughs) 